0: You're listening to Blaze, the go to podcast for trailblazing entrepreneurs and anyone passionate about doing business differently. My name is Megan, and together with my guests, I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you the conversations that normally happen behind closed doors. We're sharing practical tips, no BS advice, and inspiring stories to remind you that no matter where you are on your business journey, you're not in this alone. Welcome to our community. Welcome to the Blaze Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Blaze Podcast. I'm so glad you're here because today's episode is a juicy one. We have on Heather Ramos teaching us all about story selling, aka how to sell through storytelling. And this has become a really hot topic in marketing recently with people on Instagram just basically yelling at you to like, share your story and be vulnerable. That's how you build connection. And Heather is going to tell us why that's actually terrible advice taken out of context, and what we should be doing instead. So Heather is a personal branding and storytelling coach for female solopreneurs. As the founder of Storytell Her, she empowers women to build their personal brand and share their stories so they can connect with others, show up confidently on social media, and market their business in a way that feels good. We talked about all the things in this conversation from overcoming stage fright to building connection points into your brand, how to feel safe with your audience, how to determine which stories are worth sharing and what to do if you feel like you don't have any stories worth sharing because we promise you do. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Heather. And if you do, if you get something out of it, please do me a favor and share this episode with a friend who you think would love it too. Your word of mouth recommendations make all the difference in helping us bring this show and bring more closed door conversations out into the open. All right, now without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Heather. Heather, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you, Megan. This is going to be so great. And I'm so happy to just talk with you again. This is going to be awesome. I know, it's gonna be so fun to catch up and chat about all the things life and business. For those of you who don't know and are listening in, Heather and I were in the same mastermind group and it's been a while since we caught up. So I'm so excited because I have been lucky enough to attend some of Heather's um, you know, mastermind takeovers in our group where she got to teach us about all things story. So I know how good she is at this and I'm so excited for her to share that with all of you as well. Awesome, thank you. Yay. Okay. So Heather, you are a storytelling expert, but I want to start with your story, your origin story of how you started your business. And obviously, you know, like a lot of us, your business has gone through different iterations since you first started. So can you tell us, you know, like, what was your business when you started? How has that kind of shifted and evolved over time to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So I started as an entrepreneur in brand design,
0: and it
1: really didn't have any rhyme or reason, frankly, how I arrived at starting this business. It was basically me in my corporate job uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, deeply unhappy. And I, like many others, found myself on Google asking, how can I make money online? Like, What can I do? And I think it was just this ad that popped up for brand design and I decided, you know, I can probably learn that. I can learn those skills. Like I already am pretty attuned with the concept of like strategy and strategic planning from my corporate job. So started off in brand design and kind of slowly from there moved more into the strategy element. You know, I found that The clients early on I was working with were hiring me to make like their logo or their color palettes or kind of the visual elements of the brand. But what I really loved and what fired me up and just really tapped into that piece of my soul that was like, yes, this is the right path, was talking more about the actual person behind the brand. So at the time I was working with a lot of service based entrepreneurs, and that innately led me into the world of personal branding. So I started to get more. More into like kind of traditional brand strategy. So thinking about what is your mission statement or your vision statement or what are your values and kind of putting that together in like a guideline document or a brand strategy guide. Um, but then slowly I kind of had that whisper in the back of my mind again that I'm like, mm, maybe this isn't quite it. Like maybe it's maybe it's there or I'm on my way, but it's not quite it. And so that's when I really started to take a few steps back and think like. Okay, what do I actually really enjoy? Like, let's take the business out of it like as a human as me as heather like what do i love and and it was so obvious to me that it was stories you know i think about throughout my childhood like reading books and and writing short stories and even watching soap operas with my grandma and my mom you know it's like the stories have always kind of carried me through um and so i realized that i could actually help people uncover their own story to not only show up on social media and build like a personal brand and build connections, but I think the the piece that was missing was how do you actually use story in a marketing capacity? How do you use almost the concept of like story selling? So not just storytelling, but how do you actually sell your services using story in a way that feels really good, right? Not sleazy, not gross, but feels really good and empowering and exciting. So that's a little bit of the journey from brand design to strategy to personal branding to storytelling, and we'll see where it takes me next.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love all of this. Those are two of my big passions as well. Stories, yeah. that common thread that connects all of us. And for me, it was yes. like through, through writing, but I love understanding, you know, people's stories as well. Like you said, it's the person behind the brand and it's become, you know, trendy to talk about storytelling in marketing, but I think it's still kind of a concept that not intimidates people, but they just don't know like where to begin with it. It's like, okay, well, like, what does that mean um, exactly? And how can we like tangibly work that into our business? So do you want to walk us through that?
1: Yeah, so I love that you already brought up the fact that one storytelling is kind of trendy at the moment, right? And so I think there's good and bad in that, but I think where the, yeah. where the bad lies is that there's a lot of people out there on Instagram, on social media, all the business experts, and they're kind of like yelling to tell your story. Everyone is is like, just tell your story, yeah. like it's so easy. And exactly like what you were saying, that can be really jarring for humans who have lived. A lifetime of stories and even within the story that i just shared about my business evolution and kind of the origin story that is what i shared is only a piece of the story itself so it kind of becomes this strange like meta situation where we it's almost as if we completely forget our own stories when we're asked to tell them, right? Like if you've ever yeah. been asked like, Hey, give me, you know, tell me your story or what's your story. You kind of panic a little bit, you freeze and you're like, Oh my gosh, what's what so true story. So what I like to do is just in most things in life, say, how could we make this to get started as simple as possible? Like how can we kind of take away all of the pizzazz and elements and like, you know, five-step checklists, all of that is is great, right? That we that we use in business, like the five steps to build a story. Like that's great. But the question that I just want you to ask is what is in like the most basic way, what is the transformation that you want to share about? You can think about it in like a three-part arc. So who was I What happened and who am I now? It's like that beginning, middle and end Think, you know, go back to like high school English. We learned kind of these very basic um, structures of a story. That is where you can start when it feels really overwhelming. And I think the beautiful thing about stories is that the story is going to evolve and kind of mold itself to the situation, to the audience, to the takeaway or the moral. But when you keep those three pieces in mind you are just going to innately know how to start that story when you think about that three-piece arc. So I think that's probably one of the easiest ways to get started is like, who was I? What happened? What was that big either epiphany or hurdle or roadblock? Like, what was that thing? And you're going to know it, I promise. And then ask yourself like who am I now? What's that transition? Because without any transformation, without any, you know, start and finish or beginning or end or conflict or tension, without any of those things, you don't really have a story.
0: Oh, so good, Heather. I love that. I love breaking it down into like the simplest possible terms. And that transformation is so, so key and like really honing in on what was the catalyst for change. Because if you think about any type of story, like a movie, a novel, a brand, without that element of change and transformation, there is no story, right? Like you wouldn't want to read a novel about someone who on page one is the same person that they are at the end of the book. It's just not an interesting story. So I think honing in on that, um, you know, in your brand story as well can be, can be so powerful. Do you have any like examples of, you know, maybe something you've worked through with clients or how you use this in your own business? Like what are some of those transformations, like what does that look like in a business context?
1: So what I was just about to say that like lends really well into this is a great place for you to start. And I get that this can be a little like challenging or hard to get started with, but one great place to start is thinking about you as a starting character in the story. Like in what ways were you a flawed character? Because here's the thing, like you were saying, nobody wants to read a story about a character who's in the same place, you know, page one versus page hundred. Nobody wants to engage or pay attention to a story about a character that is un- unrelatable, or that is perceived as perfect, or they are not sharing yeah. their imperfections, right? So true. And so that's one of the greatest ways when we talk about like using stories to build connections with others to be relatable, um, to evoke that kind of emotional response that gets somebody invested in your story. It all really comes down to how you are able to convey that you have flaws, that you're not perfect, that you have a place to grow to. And what's really powerful about that is not only does it make the story more you know, believable, relatable, like all of those things, but we as humans seek out stories because we, we want to see proof that our own transformation is possible by seeing that transformation in others. So if we can identify with one of the maybe flaws that someone who's telling a story is sharing, that they were this person, maybe we identify in some ways with that trait or that flaw or that hurdle or roadblock, whatever it might be, and we're able to see that person overcome it, or we see them change into someone that we want to be more like, or some, a vision or a hope or a dream that we have for ourselves, that's a great way to build a really like, you know, buzzword here, but a really authentic, true connection. So what I always try to work with with my clients on and kind of work them through is thinking about at the start of the story, whether it's the, the origin of their business, whether it's a pivot point, whether it is even as micro as, you know, what they want to do for today or how they want to structure their next launch, you know, whatever it might be think about who you are now and what are some of those flaws or some of those um, mindset, you know, limitations or where, where are you, how are you feeling? Because that's, what's going to bridge that connection for the story is someone saying, oh, I see this. I feel this. Like I see myself mirrored in your story. And I also hope for myself that i can overcome this or i want to be this way or that way so i'm really invested in your story and i'm rooting for you because i'm rooting for myself too
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I see that, you know, in writing copy all the time, yes. that is what makes for the most powerful copy is how are you relating back? You know, maybe if you're a couple steps ahead of your ideal client, a lot of, you know, coaches and service providers tend to serve people that they relate to, whether it's like their current situation or a past version of themselves. And it's like, yes. how are you, you know, reaching your hand backwards to say like, I've been where you are. I know that struggle, like it's real. I went through those same pain points and now I'm standing on the other side. Like there's something so powerful for that and that's what gets people to actually like connect emotionally like you said and build like a real connection with your brand is not the the perfection or the facade or like the big you know launch results and revenue numbers it's those struggles and the the harder things in business that people relate to like you said
1: right which is so interesting and and kind of fascinating at times too because you know, the whole catalyst and point of sharing stories is to share those struggles and to share kind of those moments and those shared experiences. But on the flip side, as humans, we are so deeply afraid of judgment of others yeah. or being perceived as imperfect. You know, a lot of us, I think it's it can be buzzy to say, oh, like I'm showing up imperfectly or, you know, I'm here to share my flaws or I'm here to share, you know, my struggles and my failures but that doesn't mean that we still don't fear inside of us that someone's going to judge us or misunderstand us or misread our message. And so that's where the concept of repetition and practice and, and growing more rooted and confident in sharing your stories, because here's what I don't love about the advice to just share your story or, Hey, just get out there and share your story. Like tell people who you are without a plan, that can be a really damaging piece of advice because somebody can overshare something that they're not comfortable sharing. They could share something that perhaps they're not connecting back to the moral of the story or to their business or to the journey or to basically why the listener or the reader of the story might care. And there might be a misinterpretation of message. You might feel Anxious, you might feel embarrassed, you might feel that you've overstepped. And so it can actually be quite scary and I think damaging to just tell someone to share their story without any like context or help or thinking about what's the bigger purpose? Like what's the takeaway? How do I want someone to feel hearing my story? Because I think when you're able to remove your own self from the telling of your story and think about how do I want to impact someone. That's where, that's where that, that kind of fire of like empowerment and confidence and sense of self comes from. And over time, I feel like that's where you build deep confidence. And just honestly, for me in this journey, it's been self-compassion and self-love through telling my story over and over again from a place of empowerment and a place of safety
0: yeah yeah and i i love that you said that i think i agree that you know the advice to share your story is essentially either useless or can be misinterpreted like you're it's nice. so vague and you know to go back to what you said earlier a lot of times when someone's like oh like well how did you get here and i'm guilty of this too. i put all my all my guests on the spot of like let's talk about your story how did you end up where you are and it's like this blank screen moment where you're like your brain just blue screens and you're like I was born yesterday. I have no story. I don't know. I've never experienced anything. I can't remember. It's like, where do you start? It's so overwhelming. And then the flip side is, like you said, sometimes people feel pressured to overshare when they hear people talking about like, you know, you need to be vulnerable and authentic and your true self and like show up all these ways. And it's like, you don't owe people on the internet, you know, your your life story or your childhood trauma or whatever difficult things you're going through. Like, you don't have to get overly personal. You want to be real. But at the same time, I think what you said is so powerful about like, just keeping in mind, like, how are you connecting this back to your audience and the people you're speaking to? Because, you know, you want to be authentic, you want to be real and like share your own story, but you are also a business and a brand. And I think, you know, focusing on the audience and what the, you know, what the end goal is for your business can help kind of eliminate some of the anxiety around sharing something that might feel, you know, personal or vulnerable
1: absolutely and something that i always do with my clients is help them figure out what are the say like three to five talking points that you want to deliver upon based on what type of story that you want to tell so we'll typically put one together for like brand origin story or business origin story right we'll typically put one together for maybe a like kind of pillar personal challenge or personal struggle that that person has gone through that they often get asked about. So, you know, I can give you an example for that with me, you know, the business origin, I have my handful of talking points about different things that I tried, different services, different kind of, you know, I call them rock bottoms. I'm a little flippant sometimes in my language, but kind of like big, you know, rock bottoms or moments of like realization, you know? I like
0: the term dark night of the soul. That feels, I'm yeah. a very dramatic person. That feels like yeah, me too. the term I love. <laughs>
1: So you know I'll I'll have a handful of talking points. So if someone asks me about that story, I'm not like running through my rolodex of memories and being like, "Oh my gosh, what do I say?" I have some talking points. Um or for me, you know, some talking about the death of my dad is something that I often am asked about and is pretty central to my business origin story, who I am as a human. So I will have you know, a few talking points about that. I'll have a few talking points about travel and my love of travel and why that is so essential to me. So, you know, working with clients, we take a look at what are some, you know, big, pillars of their brand, things that they're often asked about. And let's make sure you have some talking points so that you can at least lean on those. And then, you know, as the conversation flows, you're certainly welcome to open up, you know, a can of worms or go down a rabbit hole. But I think the more you practice as well, that that happens less. But when you're first getting started, you need something to root into that. Also, I think it it's it's that it has a purpose. So we tell stories for a purpose. We tell them to impact, to empower, to inspire, to um, you know maybe get someone off their bum and start moving. Like we tell stories for a reason. So I think that's where that big connection piece comes in is actually knowing why am I telling the story and what does it connect back to.
0: Yeah. So good. Yeah. I always say, and this is the same with copy or the stories you tell in your yeah. messaging, right? It's like, what is the end goal here? And I think that's where people get tripped up is they think like they're just sharing stories for the sake of sharing and they don't have that end purpose in mind. They've just been told, like you said, you know, by people yelling on the internet that you have to share your story <laughs> and, and be vulnerable and all these things. And of course that's, you know, easier said than done as well. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about the, the woman listening who is like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I love all this advice. I love the the talking points and I'm, you know, I've been told so many times to share my story, but she still feels really hesitant to kind of own her story, own her voice and like show up as her, you know, again, buzzword alert, authentic self online. So how do you find, how do you find that balance and where does that confidence come from? Like I think repetition, like you said, is a yes. really good, um, is really good advice. Is there any other advice you would give to that person who's struggling with the confidence piece?
1: Yeah, this is so hard because there's no piece of advice or no coach or no mentor or no strategist no one other than yourself who can truly feel the confidence and the power to own your story. That that comes solely from you and I think there is both power and maybe some fear in that because you can't rely on anyone else to give you that confidence. Repetition and practice, like you said, is absolutely the way to kind of break in that muscle. Um, But what I, what I recommend if you, for the listener who is feeling like, they're really called to share their story. They they genuinely want to. This isn't like pulling teeth, you know, that's that's somewhere else. We can we can go somewhere else with that. But for someone who genuinely wants to share their story, they genuinely want to build connections, um, but they don't know where to start. A great place to start that is just so simple is like a reintroduction post on your Instagram. I recommend because you get new followers, people sometimes miss posts, you know, throw a reintroduction post on your feed like once a month and just say, hey, like I want to reintroduce myself. Here's a little bit about my story, where I came from. Maybe think about that, that arc again of like who I was, what happened and where I am now or who I am now. That's a great way to get started. And then from there, just start thinking about what are, you know, a handful of things that you are just so passionate about. And I, I tend to think of it in uh, a couple of different buckets. You can think about business-wise, like what are you really passionate about in terms of business? Maybe you can think about it mindset-wise, like what is something, um, a belief or a, a you know piece of mindset that is really important to you? Then maybe hobbies, like what is a hobby that you absolutely love? Think about the things that you're already passionate about, that you're already talking with your friends or your mom or your siblings about. and. And then just kind of flip that to start talking with your audience about those things, because it's going to be authentic, right? It's going to be something that you already are enjoying talking about. You're not going to feel like an imposter trying to rattle off all these facts that you just don't know. But the other thing that I would say, and and maybe this could be like that piece of encouragement to to get whoever's listening to this, who wants to share their their story, but they're, they're fearful, The concept of personal branding and really where the power of it lies is consistency over time. That is how the strongest personal brands are built and why they're so powerful and how they follow you through evolutions of business. Whether you're a brand designer or a strategist or a coach or a speaker or a writer, the personal brand follows you. But what's so powerful about that is you actually don't have control over your personal brand because it is a perception of how others view you. So in order to have this personal brand, you have to be sharing. You have to be consistently putting yourself out there over time to give people the opportunity and extend a hand for them to fall in love with you. Like you're a great person. You you have so many incredible qualities and perspectives. And you have to almost be willing to be vulnerable to extend the hand for someone to get to know you. And it takes like a a relationship, like anything, it takes time. And so even if you just get started today, even if you share something that you don't think is polished or a fully baked thought, the other thing that I would kind of conclude this like little soapbox rant with is like, No one is thinking about you and what you do on social media as much as you are. No one is agonizing over your posts as much as you are. No one is rewatching your own stories, catching typos, or like ridiculing you as much as our silly human brains try to think, to convince ourselves that others are. So just get out there and and put something, but remember, like you're in complete control of what you're sharing and it should always come from a place of empowerment, and a place of confidence, and you can grow into sharing more stories as you get more confident and comfortable showing up online.
0: Hey friends, I hope you're having as much fun listening to this episode as I did recording it. I'm pressing pause real quick because as of this recording, it's late fall, and I am now booking my last few copy projects of 2023, which is... Crazy, I don't even know where the year has gone, but if you wanna kick up next year with a bang, if you wanna hone in on your messaging, give your website a makeover, or finally get that new funnel up and running before the new year starts, now is the time, my friends. So I have got space on my calendar for just two more copy party VIP weeks. The copy party is exactly what it sounds like. It's where we put the fun back in funnels and you get to sit back and relax while I serve up a research-backed, sales page or email sequence copy in just five days flat so the link is in the show notes for more details or you can inquire directly on my website if you already know this is something that you need or if you just want to have a chat and see what your options are talk about another type of project you can shoot me a dm on instagram at copy by meg all right now back to our conversation oh Heather, so good. You are on fire today. There's so many things I want to. Yes, I want to dig into like all the things, but I think it's so true. I mean, first of all, the spotlight effect is so real. And so just keep that in your head, you know, as you're sharing this stuff, like no one is paying as much attention as you think they are, which is actually, you know, kind of a blessing. And a lot of it does come just with time, like naturally. And I think, you know, people get thrown by the word consistency, they're like, well, I have to show up the same way over time. That's not what it means at all. It just means, you know, the more you show up and the more of your own kind of life and personality that sort of seeps into your brand and your business, the more comfortable you get online, the more people will start to recognize those things, whether you're, you know, intentional about it or not. I know a lot of the things that, you know, friends and people in the online business space have come to associate with me. They were never planned things that I like inserted into my brand as it just came naturally as I, you know, became more comfortable sharing. Yes. I remember like last summer I was, I was traveling full-time and I was sharing, you know, little travel updates and things, um, from the UK and how I literally eat, um, a cookie every single day. And (laughs) people were like, oh my God, that's (laughs) it's so insane. I'm like a child, but it's just like, you know, everyday life. And so like, you know, people are sending me like cookie emojis all the time or like sending me bakeries to, to check out. And it's like, did I plan for that to become something I was known for alongside copywriting (laughs) and marketing? No. Um, but it naturally worked in and, you know, same things like I always ask my clients, um, in my, you know, brand voice questionnaire, I give them what are five things you're like a diehard fan of that just like light you up or like five things that make you just like wildly happy. And that could be any, Thing from like, um, I don't know, like watching desperate housewives to like a favorite food or a hobby, like travel, whatever it is that lights you up. Like, don't be afraid to share that stuff that you just really love. I think that's yes. what it comes down to is like share things you're passionate about because that's how you'll attract people who share those same, you know, interests and, and values. Yes,
1: I love that so much. And so this is interesting. Just yesterday I was working with a client and we were talking about like, okay, what are some of the things that you love? how can we kind of create um, a personal brand for you and really get to kind of invite your audience to know like who you are. And so she was sharing a bunch of things that she really loves. And what I love to do is take things just like a step deeper or a step further. And so Mm -hmm you know, she shared that she loves music and I'm like, perfect. Like so many people love music. Tell me, why do you love music? Right? Because what led up to this conversation was us talking about, you know, even if you know what is unique about you or what are some of your unique interests, chances are others have those too. So it's almost not enough anymore to say, oh, I love music. You have to share why. And so we started talking about that. And she ultimately shared that it's because a family member, you know, during her childhood would play uh, guitar at a cafe. And so she spent a lot of her time, you know, listening to acoustic music or spent time around musicians. And that reminds her of growing up and of home and of safety. And, um, you know, again, like that could be so different than someone who loves going to concerts or someone who played, you know, flute in band in high school, whatever it might be. But it's, it's, you know, that's where like the kind of emotion and I think the genuineness, if that's a word, like the genuineness of branding really comes into play is it's not just like, okay, what are some things that you love? But it's like, why do you love those? And anytime there's a why, there's a story. And that's a great opportunity to share little pieces about yourself, again, to the level of comfort. And I always say to excitement, are you excited to tell this story? Because sometimes you might be nervous to tell a story, but uh, there's a a quote that I'm probably going to butcher, but it's basically the concept of like, fear is excitement without breath or fear is excitement without like deep breathing, because a lot of times those emotions are actually quite similar. Um, So if, you know, not only are you comfortable to tell the story, but are you really excited? And I think if you're excited, that's even if you're fearful, that's still a great place to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that's come up in so many different conversations in so many different ways, you know, with different guests on this show is like, how can you follow that excitement in your business? Because, you know, your audience can feel that the people you're talking to can feel that and you're going to get better results and just enjoy yourself more if it's something you're generally excited to talk about and to share with your audience. And I love the idea of like digging deeper to uncover that story. I think, you know, you'll find any marketer's favorite word is why. It's always like, okay, why do you love that thing? Okay, but why? Like, let's go deeper. Let's get another layer deeper and deeper because like you said it's not enough to just say like oh well i like this thing um you know as you were talking the one that came to mind was iced coffee i don't know if you remember when everyone was like talking about how much they love iced coffee (laughs) online there was like that was like a defining personality trait was like i love my coffee and it's kind of like okay who doesn't really (laughs) like a large percentage of the population are coffee drinkers it's like let's go a little a little deeper a little beyond that and get to the the why which brings up another question is an objection. I think people have to sharing their story or something that holds them back is some people feel like, well, I'm just not that interesting. My interests aren't that unique. My story isn't special. I didn't have this like wild, you know, epiphany or big moment of change or I haven't accomplished these huge things. So what do you say to the woman who's listening who feels like, maybe her story isn't worth sharing, which makes me sad to even say, because I think there's there's value in everyone's story and in sharing that um, to you know connect with people. But what do you say to that person listening?
1: Yeah, I could just completely agree with you. Whenever I hear that, I get so sad because everyone's story is absolutely worth sharing. I think one of the biggest misses and misconceptions of the storytelling movement that we've been having recently is that in order for your story to be worthy of being shared, it has to be this grandiose, like tearjerker, you know, rags to riches yeah. story. Yeah. And that's just not true. That's not to say if you if you don't have a really powerful story like that, you know, obviously that's so worthy of being shared. But a lot of times the, the stories that we can use to really connect with each other are kind of more mundane daily stories. You know, I, sometimes I think of it as, you share your more like larger story or your like macro story to kind of cast a net of seeing, okay, who who can find something in this story to connect with me about? And it always doesn't have to be these crazy, you know, shifts or conflicts or rock bottoms. Um, oftentimes stories are just the day to day or there, I I experienced this today and this is how I felt about it. Or actually there's a kind of an interesting story in itself of, you know, I struggled to think my own story was worthy of being shared. Does anyone relate to yeah. that? You know, it's, it's yeah, let's even, get really meta with it and, you know, tell a story about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can really meta with things because So, I think often when so many people share their story in a way where it is just this rags to riches or this like big grandiose moment or this like catalyst story, oftentimes that can be a little bit too much for people. Sometimes we just want to hear something a little bit less crazy or a little bit less, a little more normal or, you know, a little bit more day to day. So, your story doesn't have to be like that. And the other thing that I would say about this too is that oftentimes you actually have no idea what part of your story is going to connect with someone else because you're not in their mind, you haven't lived their experiences. you don't know what it is of your story that's going to connect with them. And so that's, I think the biggest piece of advice that I give someone who's fearful of not having their story be, received or be, you know, good enough to tell, that's actually not up to you to decide. And I think you can find some solace in that.
0: Oh, yes. I love that, that it's not up to you. It's a two-way conversation and, you know, all you can do is put it out there and then the rest is sort of out of your hands. And I think there is, you know, like you said, there's solace in that because you don't know which part of your story someone's going to relate to. Different people might relate to different you know, different parts of your story, there's different connection points. And the more you share, the more those connection points you put out there for people yeah. to relate to, you know, in terms of like, my own brand story, I think about that, like, people have reached out to me, because um, I come from a science background, which is a bit unusual yes. for a copywriter. And I've had people say, like, Oh, hey, like, I had, you know, similar background, I worked in like a STEM field. And, you know, I've never met another writer who did and like you kind of connect on that, or maybe it's a, a love of travel or a different part of your story. Like, there's so many different things. And the more you share, the more opportunity it is for people to relate to.
1: Well, you know what is so fascinating and like blows my mind about all of this is that think about just two humans, right? We have a storyteller and we have the like receiver of the story. Those two humans are going to experience different things in life at different paces, at different times. So a story that you tell in one phase of your life that you feel may not have any meaning per se, so that that story might impact the reader now or it might impact them years from now because we're always going through different things in life and we're always looking, as humans, we're always looking for connection. And so as our circumstances change and as our priorities change and our dreams change, the stories that we are looking for also change. And so it's it's just this like beautiful kind of movement of stories that you can always find for what you're looking for. You just have to be courageous enough to put your stories out there. And again, like I said, to not presume to think if your story is going to be relatable or not, that's not for you to decide.
0: Oh, that is such a it's such a cool perspective to think you know yes. like along the the timeline of our lives and we all go through these different things. It just made me think of you know I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but something I've had happen to me is like there's a book that you read as a kid or a teenager that you felt a certain way about, or maybe you like hated and didn't relate to it at all, and then you revisit it as an adult and it suddenly means something completely different to you, and you're able to exactly. like you know extract meaning. You know as humans we we're always creating meaning and assigning meaning to different yes. things and stories are just sort of like a vehicle of in one way that we do that but like it just shows you like you know when you're a different phase of life or you've experienced different things you can come back to the same story and experience it in a totally different way
1: yes that is such a good point and that resonates for me i'm sure that resonates for everyone listening you know thinking about different stories, whether it's books or movies, or even I was talking yesterday with a client about the concept of music, right? I was saying like, you can listen to a song at one point in your life and years later, you can listen to that song again and just come right back to it. Or maybe all of a sudden those same words, like those same lyrics means something completely different to you. Um, and I think ultimately like that and the concept of stories is what brings humans together. It's what's, it's, it's a source of connection. And ultimately, isn't that the point of, of life is to be more connected with each other and share these experiences. So um, yeah, it's, it's really quite powerful and, and fascinating when you think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. We're all looking for that connection, whether we realize it or not. And I think just to bring it back to what you said about like sharing your story, even if you don't feel like it's like this grandiose big, like, you know, I went from being homeless to building a million dollar business in a year or whatever it is like those more mundane stories are the things that people relate to. And we ultimately want to, we want to connect with people that we relate to. We want to see ourselves and other people's stories and we want to connect on that level. So, you know, I've seen that in my, in my own business as well like you can share these crazy epic like travel stories or you know wild experiences but it's the mundane things that will get people to say like oh my gosh i experienced that same thing or i've been feeling that same way
1: exactly yes yeah i completely agree
0: okay we we kind of got on a little philosophical tangent there so but kidding. i <laughs> i want to yeah i want to tie things up and like bring this back to our businesses and talk yeah. about like some of the best places to do this tactically like where are some of the places we can infuse more storytelling or like you know our larger brand story into our business like what does that look like if someone's like i'm ready to do this <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay. Great question. So big obvious one is social media. Whatever platform you use, if you're on social media, great place to really consistently over time tell not only your story, but the same stories, right? Because that starts to build that relatability and that that memorability of your brand and your story. So social media, great place. Um, Emails as well, your welcome sequence, if you have that, um, if you send out emails to your listserv, those are great places to tell stories and especially longer form stories, right? Because emails are longer text, you can insert photos. So that can be a great place for stories. Um, And increasingly more is speaking engagement. So whether you're on podcasts, whether you are leading any trainings on virtual summits or you're taking the stage, those are great places to tell your stories as well. Um, And I know as a copywriter, you'll love this. Like, don't forget about your website. Don't forget about your about page. Don't forget about your services page. There's great stories to be told, especially when you think of, you know, before, or after or a um, testimonial from a client that you've worked with. So I think as well, like, I I hope what this does is help people realize that telling your story doesn't have to be this like thing that you sit down to do and it's regimented, you know, you can hop on Instagram stories and share something that happened to you or share a piece of your day or share, you know, something that you learned and that can be a story. You can put out a post, you can put out an email, your, your about page, certainly on your website. You know, there's so many, so many places that you can infuse stories. And then it's just thinking about how can I not only be consistent in, in sharing who I am, but also when you tell the same stories or you tell your stories repeatedly, people then start to know you for those stories. And that is ultimately part of the glue that your personal brand needs, is you need people to know who you are and what you stand for and, and what you do and, and honestly why you do it. So that's uh, stories are a vehicle to get you there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's, I love what you said. You know, it's not like a a five-step process or a thing you do once. It's something that like really makes its way into every piece of your brand, everywhere you're showing up online, every, you know, everywhere you're writing copy or your messaging, like you said, like it's not just your about page, but you know, what makes good copy is that transformation and that storytelling about like a change that you or your client or whoever it is experienced, you know, anywhere you're writing, speaking, showing up online, think about how you can tell a story about change and transformation.
1: Yes. And one way that I, I, so a question I often get is okay, if I've got an Instagram post, I don't want to have a long caption, right? It seems like yeah. kind of like the trend these days is shorter captions. And that is a struggle for me as a long winded person. So <laughs> I often get like, okay, I I understand I want to be creating some Instagram posts and sharing my story, but like, actually, how do I do that without losing people or, you know, making sure they're actually reading the caption and reading my story, right? Because it's one thing to put it out there, but we also have to make sure people are engaging with us. And so besides the, you know, concept of making sure You've got a really good hook on that caption, so people actually continue to read below the fold. What I love to do to kind of keep things tight is to just use a thesaurus. That's one of, honestly, my my biggest storytelling hacks is when you have a story and you've written out, say, your three points of the story, like the beginning, middle, and end, you've got the concept of the story, take a look at it and like cut the fluff anything that doesn't need to be there, uh, remove it. And then take a look at your verbs. Where can you take your verb and maybe switch it for a more like powerful verb or a verb that evokes more emotion or a, a verb that kind of has more action to it? So, you know, maybe instead of like, you were hungry, were you ravenous? Instead of like, running? Were you sprinting? You know, where can you kind of add more, like for lack of a better way, like add more drama to the story that's going to basically maximize the real estate of the caption for your story. So that's a great tip. I always have a thesaurus up on my browser. Um, Always find, you know, powerful words. And then I think you can also start to become known for certain words that you use. Again, that like personal branding aspect of storytelling. Um, Anything that you can do to just really show people who you are and, and they can start to remember you for certain quirks or certain things or like, you know, Megan eats a cookie every day. Like you're never <laughs> going to
0: get away from that one, you know? I'm never going <laughs> to escape. Yeah. Everyone knows now. I never meant for it to become a thing, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah I love the the power words. That's really powerful. Anytime yeah. you're writing copy anywhere for your business or just writing in general, that's a way to give it a little extra, a little extra. And I'm a total word nerd, I have a list on my phone of like power words or just words that I love that are kind of different you don't hear every day so you know if you're struggling to come up with those or don't keep a thesaurus always open and one to have like Heather and I do (laughs) then you know maybe make a note if you read something you're like oh that's a good word like I want to use that just keep a memo on your phone or something of that Uh, Heather I could chat storytelling with you all day but we're going to we're going to start to wrap up here with our savor and celebrate bonus round are you ready for this
1: I am let's do it
0: All right. What is something that you're savoring recently?
1: Oh my goodness. This is such a timely question because I'm honestly savoring my time and capacity and like my peace. So I had a really busy spring, a really busy summer, and then just a lot of life kind of threw itself at me this year. And I think what I'm savoring is the fact that like I have this day in front of me right now and yes I have some really really big goals and dreams and and things that I want to build and and where I want to take this business I have so many visions but I'm also savoring the fact that this is here and now today this moment Um, this conversation. And so I feel like there's just been a bit of like kind of coming back down to earth and saying, yes, I know exactly where I want to head and what I want to do. But at the same time, none of that matters if I'm not savoring this place in the journey that I am right now. And so that looks like closing the laptop at you know 5 or 6 o'clock and not opening it again if I don't want to um it looks like taking some time to just step outside or look out the window or you know kind of enjoy my coffee in the morning more than I ever had so it is it's it's definitely a, a moment of like savoring right here and right now and trying to let go of the predictions that I, that I want so deeply to control, you know, how something is going to come to me or how something is going to unfold and just savoring perhaps that I actually don't know and that that's okay.
0: Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And it's something I, you know, struggled with and I'm still working on is just how do we stay grounded and kind of let go of that need yes. to, you know, cling so tightly to what we yes. want to happen or what we want the future to look like because we can't control that ever. So it is really just about enjoying right here, right now. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Secondly, what is your favorite way to celebrate an accomplishment?
1: Oh gosh. Okay. So I love, I love traveling of course. And I think oftentimes we go on a trip together to celebrate, you know, whatever it might be, but I think because that's often that's always not you know possible. We can't just always up and go somewhere. Um, I think honestly, a moment of celebration for me is really letting myself just kind of relax and say, "You did this. You there's nothing left to prove, nothing left to do." And so I almost kind of visualize in this moment myself like sitting on my couch and just like. Allowing the muscles of my body to relax. It's like that is the celebration that I, I achieved something or I did something or I, I proved to myself that I could accomplish whatever it might be. Now I just get to savor in that, right? Like the concept of savor. This is exactly yeah. so um, yeah. and and really just celebrate by almost relaxing. You know, maybe this is my my age is becoming apparent. Um, but I think there's a real joy and a real, you know, delight in being able to just know that you accomplished something and sit with that and, and relax and let that kind of like absorb into your body. So that sounds delightful to me. And I think that is, that's a way that I've recently been celebrating and something that I want to call more into for future celebrations.
0: Yeah. I, I love that answer. I love the idea that, you know, you don't need to do a big flashy celebration, like a big yeah. trip or a nice dinner out. Sometimes you just got to love that. And but... yeah, I love a good <laughs> celebration. I love a good party. Um, I will always like hype my friends up to do something fun, you know, after, after a big accomplishment, but there's something to be said for just kind of sitting still for a minute and thinking, yeah. yeah, I did, I did do that. And I'm gonna, you know, just enjoy it. Lovely. Okay. And lastly, Heather, what's a win that you have celebrated recently?
1: Oh gosh. Okay, so I actually have a couple of great uh, great options for this, but um
0: you can just, share more than one so. share all the wins.
1: <laughs> okay, so kind of a side um a side win or uh, so a side piece of my business right now. Like I'm still growing the brand um, piece of my business. But I've also been dipping my toe into like travel content creation and like travel influencing. And I just landed my first hotel collaboration, which is really exciting and something that if you had told me, you know, years ago that I could be creating content and traveling like for my work, um, I would have never believed you. I would have been like, wow, that sounds so great, but I'm not sure if that's possible. So I landed my first hotel collaboration. And so in addition to just loving everything that I'm doing with personal branding and storytelling, this is kind of like a creative arm for me. And I really love that I'm creating the space to have that in my life as well.
0: Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is, it's so fun! I'm so excited for you to kind of add this new like dimension and side stream to your business. I think you're gonna be fantastic at it because you create great content. And yeah, just like what a what a fun time. Our girl's an influencer. <laughs> I,
1: you know, it's so fun to me. And exactly, you know, I think we've talked about this before. It's like, how can we find more excitement and more joy? And like, maybe we don't have to play by all these rules that we think we have to play. And I can have this wonderful business that does branding and storytelling, but I can also fuel this like, you know, creative passion of mine and my love of travel. And, you know, it's funny. It's like, I'm kind of back to square one with this side of the business. I'm brand new. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm kind of setting up the systems and the templates for the first time. And so that's both like exciting and scary. And also a reminder of how far I've come with the other side of the business too, that I was once doing that here. And then I grew that. And now here's this little new side of the business to grow as well. So it's all very fun and um, really fun to celebrate as well because it's it's kind of a new direction and I think we're always growing and evolving. And I'm I get excited when I see people that I know for, you know, one one part of their business or one thing. I get excited when I see them expanding into new things. And um, I hope me others too. feel the same about me too. So it will be really fun.
0: Yeah, I think they definitely do, and I love that as well. I just think I just want people listening to take that away that there are no rules. Yeah. You can do, you can add something new, you can do something totally different. You know, travel has always been a part of Heather's brand and who she is, but you can, you know, step out and say I'm going to do this completely unrelated thing, like and just see where it takes me. There, there are no rules to this, so I think that's a great takeaway for people. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Heather, thank you so much for joining me. This is such a great conversation. Tell everyone where they can find you, connect with you. And then I know you've got an awesome free resource as well to share.
1: Nice. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So I am often on Instagram. That is the great place to find me. I am at Heather underscore Ramo. I also have an email community called Sunday Stories that I love to pour my heart and soul into with storytelling. And you can really observe how storytelling can be used in action, how it might not have to be so overwhelming. So um, that's a great place to stay in touch with me as well. Um, And then in terms of resources, I always have kind of a rotating cast of resources available on my website, but I do have a checklist for thinking about how to get started telling your story. You know, what kind of arcs can you think about? Or what are some of those key ingredients of a compelling story to just help you take the concept of what is my story and start putting that into more of a template that you can share um, on podcasts or on Instagram or whatever it might be. So um, free resources on my website. And that's a really good one. I'm excited about that one. And so I think it'd be great for for anyone who's looking for help getting started or even just maybe refining and elevating their story as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to be so, so helpful for people. So I will make sure to link to all those places and the freebie in the show notes so you can can find those down there. Heather, once again, thank you so much. This has been so much fun.
1: Thank you, Megan. This was so great. Love chatting with you and uh, just really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, Trailblazer. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help spread the word? Share it with a friend, tell your mastermind group, take a screenshot and post it on stories. I'm at Meg on Instagram. If you want to tag me or just come say hi, I would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember fortune favors the bold, but success favors the stubborn. Keep going, girl. You got this.